Halloween and the Devil's Rejects brings you the greatest love story ever told. Hello everybody and welcome to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for all the new release horror for the month of October. We are your hosts, my name is Brandon. My name is Justin. And welcome to the show. Hello. You you looking taken aback there for a second there. (laughs) It was a nice touch. Uh, It just kind of came to me. I like it. Alrighty. But uh, hi, good morning, hello, welcome to the show. Happy October 1st as of recording. Spooky season is is upon us once again. Officially. I mean, for those of us that live with it in our hearts throughout the year, it's just another month. But this is where the rest of the world catches up and celebrates for a little bit. Yeah, I've been spending the week uh, getting all my horror pumps going, watching a bunch of old stuff that I love and new stuff I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's it's been a good week, good horror week. Nice. Uh, when uh, did uh, did you watch Nope yet? I keep I'm I'm finding nope. it harder to wait to nope. like for like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna buy it. Is the thing, and I'm gonna buy it on disc. It comes yeah. out the twenty fourth, I think. Mm-hmm. Or something thereabouts. I'm just going to get it then. And... Okay. Because I keep seeing things pop up, right? And so I was watching a video on YouTube about uh, Hollywood, uh, sorry, Halloween Horror Nights mm-hmm. um, at Universal, which is now a bucket list thing to do for me. I want to go so bad. Yeah, I uh, was in Disney World when they were doing it, but we didn't get tickets to it. Mm-hmm. So I just like saw it kind of like as a thing that was just happening. But I'd love so, to go. Yeah, and I wish I would have gone because I was in Florida in 2017, the last time there was a crazy hurricane. And mm-hmm. um, I had just barely been truck driving, you know, maybe a year, just over a year. And so I was still in that warehouse paycheck men- mentality where I was like, I am not spending $75 on a ticket to get in or whatever it was, 175 I don't remember. But I was like, I'm, like I was like, I can't. Not to mention that. the hundreds of thousands of dollars that you would spend just at the park, buying stuff, food, plane tickets, hotel. Yeah, I didn't do anything like that. Well, I mean, because I was there for work, so they, mm-hmm. my hotel was... I didn't have to pay for anything, and technically, I, I had got a per well, diem. that's good. But I was just like, man, that's a lot of money to drop. And now mm-hmm. I would do it in a heartbeat, would not even sure. think twice about it, but... Mr. I'm Moneybags long removed over from here. warehouse, so what's that? <laughs> Mr. Moneybags over here. I wouldn't go that far. Dropping but... bills. Yeah, <laughs> no. I, I will not feel guilty. I've worked very hard. Sure, sure. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. sure, sure. <laughs> so, um, the topic at hand. We are here to talk about Rob Zombie's The Monsters, the reboot of the iconic 1960s serial. And you okay? Justin, I can still hear you. <laughs> there we <Hey>. are. <laughs> I was like, you're like, <laughs> dude, I saw your head go back and I'm like, what are you doing? I was like, did I say something stupid already? And then I could, I could still hear stuff on your end coming through. Yeah. And I'm like, Justin, I can still hear you. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, man. Okay. Literally uh, right as you started talking about the monsters, it froze. You got all technical difficulties. Um, I'll cut out the dead air from it, but they can get a little glimpse behind the scenes. Okay. Um, yeah. So Rob Zombie's the monsters just mm-hmm. came out like four days ago, um, yeah. or on the 27th. Um, 
written and directed by Rob Zombie, based on the iconic, the classic, one of my childhood favorites, um, the Munsters, 60s sitcom. Um, and yeah, I, before we get into the notes and we, you know, talk about, you know, the, the what's and who's and how's and all that good stuff, um, you never really watched the show, did you? No. I was more of an Adams Family kid, and I never even watched that live-action show. Back in the 90s, when I was a youngster, there was an the animated an- Adams Family oh, yeah. TV show, and I watched yeah. that, and then, of course, they had the movies, mm-hmm. uh, which were great. So, yeah, I like I knew about the Munsters, but I never actually watched it. Okay. Well, so, I mean, I, I like a lot of people, this seems to be like a... Oh... <laughs> they're they're very closely connected, given the fact that they're you know similar in nature. But yeah. um, I I find myself to be in both camps. I love the Adams family and I love the Munsters. Sure. Um, I haven't like show wise like within you know the production and then like on like syndications or whatnot. Like there was a you know one versus the other. Mm-hmm. But I've never heard anybody to be like you know. It's, you know, not that Marvel, DC. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not a Marvel versus DC. Oh, you like this or that, and you can't like both. Yeah, well, which is funny, because you can. Yeah, you, and very you much can, so and can. I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I and do a Marvel show, but I have a DC case right over there full of toys, so. Well, yeah, and I can see a shitload of them behind you. Like, yeah. um, source materials are great. But, yeah. so, when, with, I love both of these shows, I liked the um the Munsters show better than the Adams family show. Mm-hmm. The the movies were great. The cartoon was cool. Uncle Fester's Quest for Nintendo was a game I used to play with my uncle all the time back in the day. Nice. Um I have love for both. If you were to be like I need you to pick, obviously I'd probably go with the Munsters. But that's just because I liked the show more than I did the um, Adams family movies even though those were a part of my childhood as well. Right. Um, your thoughts on the what? What are your thoughts on the movie? Because mine are going to be a tad bit different, I would assume. Because yeah. me watching the show, like there's things that I recognize from that. There's like winks and nods and yeah. stuff like that that you might not pick on, pick up on, not being as familiar with it. But I'm curious right. what you thought of the movie itself. I watched it. Um is the thing here's the problem i have is that it as a movie it just doesn't quite work it's like just a series of skits several of which are not very funny right and like there were moments i liked i liked cherry moon zombie a lot more than i thought i would she did a really good job i liked her story for the most part right it just like, I knew it would be campy, but my problem with it, and I thought about this later, is, like, the Adams Family movie is campy, but it's mm-hmm. funny. This is right. just campy. It's not very right. funny, and the story isn't very cohesive. And then, like, in the last half hour, when they decide to move to California, it just shifts. And all of the story elements that we thought were going to be important, like the werewolf brother selling the house... The dad not liking Herman, the quest for love, like it didn't really matter. And it was just, hey, we're moving to California and then we're transitioning it into becoming the show. And it's just like, okay. Right. I mean, if you think about it, because this movie is 
just shades under two hours long. It doesn't yeah. need to be two hours long. No. Um, there's a lot of uh, filler, a lot of unnecessary that could be cut out. I don't hate the first hour and a half of it, but no. like I, it's like when you are in like when they're in Transylvania, that for like that in itself is the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when, like you said, when they, they, they go to California and they're looking at the house and, you know, they're moving into that, that last 30 minutes is an episode yeah. in itself of like the monsters. And I, I know it wasn't meant to be that way, but they're, they're both very different yeah. tones and it, it, it feels separated from the first part of the movie. Yeah, I felt like the first hour and a half should have been the first half hour. Mm. And then the last half hour should have been the rest of the movie. Because that last half hour was funny. Yeah, Them, that, when they're Like when he like, walks outside and they're all normal and he's freaking out. Like that's probably the only time I actually laughed in the movie. The rest of the time it was like, <laughs> that's funny. Mm. But yeah. that was the first time I was like, this is a concept where this could actually be funny. And it's a little close to the actual Adams Family movie. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why they decided not to go down that road. But like, that's what's funny. The monsters right. thinking normal humans are monsters and the normal humans having to do with the fact that there are monsters in their neighborhood. Neighborhood. Right. That's a great movie. I'd watch that. But I, yeah. I can't see myself ever watching this again. So the thing about this movie that I enjoy so much is the visual aspect. Sure. It, it had like... It, it uh, very much so feels like Halloween from our childhood. You know, the things you would see on TV, Halloween specials, mm-hmm. you know, the the set design is great. I mean, it's really, really, really colorful neon at that. And it works with a movie, but like I think of monsters and I think of black and white. And this is such, I guess it's one extreme and the other. If you, I mean, really, you have no color and then you have just an abundance of it. Uh, I don't hate the fact that it's so colorful and that like the, the set design is amazing. The costumes look great. Everything. Yeah, the makeup's great. great. Yeah. Um, everything was great. I just, for those reasons mentioned, those are the, and I, I'll watch this movie again. I don't know if I'll watch it every Halloween, but it definitely, it's a vibe. This movie is hmm. definitely a Halloween vibe. And, like it does the things that Rob Zombie does very well, and it's vintage horror feel. Now it doesn't mean he does it good or does it bad. It's just it's the things that you come to expect. Um, everything that Rob Zombie does draws very much on that old school, you know, '60s, '70s, early early horror. You know, before we got into the over the top renaissance of the slasher in the 80s where things just got bigger and bloodier and mm-hmm. you know body counts and all that kind of stuff you know um and maybe even before that but uh i like i like the parts of the movie but the sum of the parts maybe not as much i'm not as critical but let's talk about the performances. You mentioned that you did not hate Sherry Moon Zombie's portrayal of Lily as much as you thought you would. I'm in the same mm-hmm. camp. Yeah. I I was like, man, okay. Like Yvonne DiCarlo was perfect as Lily in the in the TV show. I mean, all they were all everybody and like it was all it's very hard to live up to that standard. Mm-hmm. Um 
with what was it? Um, Jeff Daniel Phillips is Herman. Fred Gwynn, obviously, you <laughs> that is the gold standard. Like he was the original. Like it's that bar is set so high and he's not, you know, wasn't the only one to play Herman Munster. Um, they, you know, they did uh, movies and other things, um, where, you know, um, Fred wasn't Munster and Mm. it just never really clicked. You know what I mean? Like, but watching this, one of the things I had written down about the movie in itself is that, the, some of the things that Jeff Daniel Phillips um, did as Herman Munster, I thought he did very well. It's hard to get to that bar. You know sure. what I mean? It'd be like, I, I can't think, I, mean, I can't think of a comparison off the top right now, but like the things that he did when, you know, his hollers, hoo, 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 like he, like he did that very well in comparison mm-hmm. to what Fred did, you know, when he's playing the piano and he starts smashing on it, he like, I was like, Oh, right, that's great. And you know, the, the stomping, like aside from the fact that they tried to make him a stand up comedian, which is, I don't think, I don't remember that. I, I, I'm not going to say that I'm an expert of the original show. I don't remember a lot of the things about it. I do like what they tried to like the concept of what they tried to do of making the ultimate being by grabbing the parts of the, you know, the best Mm -hmm. of the people that lived. But I, I, I thought that he did as good as he, as anybody could do as Herman Munster. That's not Fred Gwynn. In my opinion. For me, having no connection to the show, I come at it as just like, do I like this character? You know, I, I have images of, you know, clips I've seen of the Munsters, so there were times where I was like, I kind of remember that, you know, mannerism or whatever, but for me, he right. was just irritating. He was yeah, I remember he had a couple good jokes that I, again, chuckled but didn't laugh at, Right. but he was just a dope and kind of a dick, and he was just, like, the only time I was like, oh, I kind of like him is when they're all having dinner that first time. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is a good scene, but... Like, he just, he was irritating. Mm-hmm. Not so much as the brother, you know, werewolf. He was insufferable for the most part. Lester. <laughs> yeah, but I j- out of the three main characters, he was my number three. And, right. you know, Lily was my number one. And the grandpa I really liked in the beginnings, especially when he was mad at Herman. Like, that was all <laughs> funny. And then he just became unnecessary in that right. last half hour. And it was just like, okay. Like, yeah, he was just kind of there. He didn't yeah. really contribute to anything, you know, once they got to California. Yeah. Like like an afterthought almost. I mean, so Daniel Roebuck uh, plays the Count um, as Grandpa. Um, I thought he did a great job as the Count for all those aspects. Like Al mm-hmm. Lewis also, I mean... In comparison to what you get with the original grandpa, like, I don't know if I'm just holding these original characters in much higher regard from my own personal standpoint, but the way that uh, Daniel did play grandpa, I thought he did great. I had no issues with 
um, his performance. You know, there were times when I would listen to him talk and I was like, wow, this sounds just like the grandfather. I'm like, this is, you know, the, the original, like Al. And I'm like, this is great. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I think, really- you know, that that's kind of the point of a movie like this, though. It mm-hmm. should remind you of the show, celebrate the show, highlight the best parts of the show. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no point. If you're trying to, and that's what's tough with Rob Zombie, like you look at his Halloween, which we have very mixed feelings about now. Like, I loved it when it came out, but looking yeah. back at it with my new appreciation for the original Halloween, it's like you're trying to do that, mm-hmm. but just like in original his original Halloween, the last half hour is the best part because that's a shot-for-shot recreation of the original Halloween. Right. In a half hour. Yeah, and the last half hour of this is the best part of the movie because it seems to me like a recreation of what made the show good. Yeah, and that's the thing is like there's part of me that hopes that this is well received enough that they will give it a sequel, and I only say that because I'm really hoping to get a build off. Yeah off of what they did in the last 30 minutes where it felt like mm-hmm. an episode of the show. Because, yeah. um, I mean, you got the origin story out of the way. Like, that's done. You don't need to do mm-hmm. that. Um, you can do more. Um, you know, we could get Eddie. You can find out why Marilyn comes to live with them, if that's the case. Like, there's... If they even do that, because, I, I mean, I know that the... Like, uh, Lester... I mean, they, they they do set it up with Lester being Lily's brother and being a werewolf. That was one of the original, like, one of the questions back in the day is if Lily's a vampire and Herman's a, a Frankenstein's monster, then how is Eddie Munster mm-hmm. a werewolf? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense. I was reading some things before we started recording and talking about how Lily has repressed, you know, werewolf genes and stuff like yeah. that. Um the two things that kind of irritated me, I wouldn't say, I'm not sure if it's just two things, but so it was really weird. They gave, I don't know how I feel about it, actually. They gave Lily this eye-glowing, you know, demonic uh, sounding. I don't remember that being in the original show. I was going to ask about that. Like, I thought that was a pretty funny touch, but I assumed it was from the show. I don't remember it being in the show. I guess it didn't bother me as much as the long fucking floats down the hallway. And I'm like, oh, my God. We... Here's the showcase. <laughs> like, I, like I, okay. And that wasn't a show thing either? She didn't have uh, entrances that grand? I think there, no. I think um, I was watching either, I was, I've been, I was trying to watch some episodes of The Monsters just to gather some comparison things to talk about. Um, I... She did float. Mm-hmm. Like, there's an episode where she was dancing and she was like float dancing, but it didn't show like the entirety of her, it just showed her feet kind of hovering above the ground. Well, yeah, um, and part of that is, you know, the, the technology 60s. of the times. Yeah. You know, you can only accomplish so much. Um, uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, we can start talking about the parts of it like we can start talking about it being made um 
surprising uh, we'll save that for the fun facts okay so the monsters obviously just coming out uh Written and directed by uh, Rob Zombie, based on the 60s sitcom, and the story takes place uh, prior to the events adapted in the series, serving as the origin of the characters. The film, as we said, stars Jeff Daniel Phillips, Sherry Moon Zombie, and Daniel Roebuck as the titular family, with Sylvester McCoy as Igor, and Richard Brake as Dr. Henry Augustus Wolfgang. I love Richard Brake in everything that he does. Like, he is, he does, like, and I... I don't, I'm, I'm, this isn't like a groundbreaking performance or anything like that no. to where it's, you know, it's no Doomhead from 31. People shit on that movie like crazy, but his, his portrayal in that is, is that opening monologue is still one of my favorite things. Um, so the Munsters is a co-production of Universal 1440 Entertainment and Spook Show International Films. It was released on digital, Blu-ray, and DVD, and also available to stream on Netflix as of September 27th, 2022. It received mixed reviews, with the main criticisms being towards its length and perceived lack of conflict in the story, which is fair. It's it's yeah. too long, and I mean, the whole point of the story is the fact that they... Um, Grandpa's ex, who hap- who is, um, I had it right here, uh, Catherine Shell's character, Zoya Krupp, was married to the Count, who knows how long ago. She always vowed she'd get revenge. And so she enlists Lester, the uh, kind of lackey-style, in-debt, gambling, drunk werewolf of brother, uh, she enlists him to try to get control of the castle, which she uses, which is used as Herman, or sorry, he uses Herman to sign off on the deed, which then gets him evicted, which is how they end up in Los Angeles or, you know, California, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, I'm assuming you have because you're listening to, at this point still, or sure. you're trying to find a reason to watch it. Uh, who knows? Um, I mean, I would still recommend watching it. It's it's fun. It is kooky. It is campy. It has its moments. You know, there is some heart to the film. It's not a complete waste. Um, but we'll skip over the plot because that's, that's basically it. That's basically the conflict of the story is yeah. them getting evicted from their house. Um, there's other things peppered in here and there you know obviously origin story stuff but um so uh rest of the people so you have uh jorge garcia um hurley from lost as that is who that was that's what i thought i was gonna look it up and then i didn't care just like (laughs) that's probably him it's fine yeah it looks just like him um i've been watching becker lately so it's it's been kind of nice seeing a younger him Oh, um, yeah, it was uh, Hector Lopez. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, you had Catherine Schell as Zoya Krupp, uh, Cassandra uh, Peterson as Barbara Carr, the realtor, oh. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, herself. Oh. Um, you have Dee Wallace as the Good Morning Transylvania announcer. And then you have Pat Priest, who was Marilyn in the original TV show, 
the daughter. She was uh, the Transylvania Airlines announcer. So I believe it's when they're walking off the plane Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're like, thank you for flying Transylvania 666. Welcome to whatever. I believe that was her. It sounded like an older lady. And obviously this being, she'd be like 80 now. Right. Um, That's nice. We had Butch Patrick as the Tin Can Man who oh, was also cool. Eddie Munster from yeah, That the show. I knew. I remember uh, jokes from The Simpsons. <laughs> oh, what of, was that? About Butch Patrick. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He was he was the Tin Can Man. Um, That's cool. I do yeah. like when they do stuff like that, of like, here's original people who were in the original thing peppered into right. the new so stuff. So one of the That's things nice. was, is, um, and I don't know if it'll be in the fun facts yet or not, but when he... When Herman goes outside, and then, like, you're talking about your, one of your favorite parts is when he's kind of freaking out, seeing everything being normal, and then goes back mm-hmm. inside, and he's, oh, car mm-hmm. 54, where are you? And then, which is actually a television show that starred Fred Gwynn. Oh. And so, yeah, they're, like, the thing that I do love about the when Rob Zombie does stuff like that is he definitely, he does throw in a lot of those kind of things, yeah. which is nice. Easter eggs and homages. Yeah. Because, I mean, he say what you will about the end products. They're, it may not always look like it or received as it, but there's definitely... I, you, you know he has a love for mm. the source material, and th- there is a sense of reverence to where, like, what you saying, throwing in Easter eggs, uh, this, that, and the other. Um, but, See, and I yeah. think that's what almost makes me so disappointed with this movie because i know how excited he was (laughs) i like i saw all the posts and and articles about oh we're building was it mockingbird lane or whatever we're building the months yeah the house we're building the house yeah it looked like when they get there it's like oh this is so perfect Mm -hmm. not even knowing the show i knew it was perfect like Mm -hmm. and to Um, see it kind of flop like this is like oh i wanted this to be better for him you know. I, yeah, and that's the thing is like I, that's why part of me really hopes that there is a another one just to see that and the, one of the things i did read and i don't know if it's in the fun facts or not but he really wanted to shoot this movie in black and white but was not allowed to and so whenever it, and yeah and so the thing with there with the getting as much black and white into the movie as he got i was like okay that's cool but <laughs> i know he wanted to shoot it in that um so in March 2021, it was reported that Zombie was developing a feature film adaptation of the 60s television series. This was confirmed by Zombie in June. A lifelong fan of the television series, the writer-director pursued developing a film for over 20 years. In April of the same year, it was also reported that the project was being developed as a simultaneous theatrical and Peacock-exclusive film, but these uh, reports turned out to be erroneous, they say. Yeah. Not erroneous. Those are the worst kind of erroneouses. The movie's budget was also to be rumored uh, $40 million, but Zombie said that was untrue. I remember that because he was like, he made a joke about the fact that, like, he was like, I wish somebody would give me $40 million to make a movie. Um, (laughs) They don't trust me with that kind of money. (laughs) Kidding. (laughs) Oh, man. And I don't know what the budget for this one was. Maybe I'll try to, to look that up here. Um, let's see the monsters movie budget. Five should be on the Wikipedia page. Well, yeah, and I'm. Uh, yeah, actually, I was uh, I was I'd scroll down too far. Yeah, five million dollars. 
I mean, that makes me feel better about the look of it. Because that he got a lot out of that stone. Like, yeah, he yeah he definitely did. Um, da, 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 da. So Zombie flew to Budapest in uh, June of 2021 to begin location scouting. Not why I'm not sure why Budapest, but um, it's the Budapest. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> On July 2nd, 2021, Sherry Moon Zombie confirmed that the film was in the pre-production stage. Uh, Zombie shared numerous pre-production materials through his social media accounts, including designs on the house, on uh, the Munster's house on Mockingbird Lane, and earlier sculpting for Herman's uh, Munster's head prosthetic. On July 26, 2021, my daughter's birthday, Rob Zombie shared the first costume design for Lily and Herman. Further costume designs were revealed later that month, surprisingly, since there's only five days left after that. Um, Wayne Toth... Ex Mortis Special Effects Studio worked on special effects makeup for the film. Toth had regularly collaborated with Rob Zombie, including on the films Halloween, House of a Thousand Corpses, and The Devil's Rejects. In September of 2021, uh, Zombie returned to the U.S. for a series of tour dates, but continued to share updates from the construction of Mockingbird Lane on his Instagram. Um, so... Uh, principal photography officially began in November of 2021 in Budapest. Zombie felt a black and white film would be difficult to market and notice actors and makeup offset looked like cartoon characters come to life. He decided to light the film with the same hyper real fashion. Um, filming had wrapped on July 7th, uh, 2022. So he edited it pretty quick. Wow. Um, Rob Zombie uses social media to bring casting character updates to, uh, to the fans during the production. His first announcement came in October 2021 when he revealed that the main, uh, when he revealed the main cast members. This included Jeffrey, uh, sorry, Jeff Daniel Phillips, who would be playing Herman, Sherry Moon Zombie playing Lily, and Dan Roebuck, who would be playing the Count. All three actors are veterans of Rob Zombie movies. Speaking to Entertainment Weekly in June of 2022, Rob explained why he... Uh, chose familiar faces to play the lead roles. I couldn't risk getting on set in Budapest and going, my leads aren't getting along. They have no chemistry. So that's why I chose to cast. Um, that's why I chose the cast I chose. Jeff and Daniel he Phillips, uses them for everything. Everything, like, yeah. I, I don't, I, he's like the Adam Sandler or the Tarantino. Like They just yeah. use the same people. Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, just say that. It works. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, stick with what it's, it's you your stick. I mean, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, he said, uh, Jeff, Daniel Phillips, and Sherry Moon Zombie and Daniel Roebuck all work together a lot, and I know that they would fall, uh, they would just fall right into it. Actor Richard Brake was cast as Dr. Henry Augustus Wolfgang, Transylvania's most popular mad scientist. This was the fourth Rob Zombie movie that Brake has been cast in, previously appearing in Halloween, 31, and 3 from Hell. Um, Brake finished filming in May of 2022. Scottish actor Sylvester McCoy was cast as Igor, the loyal servant to the Munsters, and he wrapped in um, April of 2022. In early 2022, Rob Zombie shared the first photo of Catherine Schell, who would be playing Zoya Krupp. American actor and comedia, comedian um, Jorge Garcia played Floop, uh, Dr. Wolfgang's uh, hunchback assistant, and Herman Munster's best buddy. I have a question uh, for you. Yeah. If one of his, you know, Rob Zombie's 
constant collaborators was Sid Haig, who unfortunately passed away. Rest in peace. If he hadn't passed, who in this show, movie, would you have liked to have seen him play? My lord, um, that is, that's a fucking question. Yeah. Um, probably Lester. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, if you, when you watch, um, like, Devil's Rejects and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I would like to see, I would like to have seen him in a more prominent role, um, but he is that kind of... I could see him playing that. I could see him doing that. um, Because, I mean, Thomas Boykin did a good job as the werewolf. But they have a similar style, like, lingo. Like this hip, you know, like, slick, kind of, like, 70s Elvis, like, boss vibe. Where they talk about things. And I'm like, people don't talk like that anymore. Maybe 50s. I don't know what it is you know like slick daddies and all that kind of stuff like yeah. i could see them being interchangeable and i mean oh man that's a that's a fucking good question but given the fact that the cast is limited i would it Both would yeah, it'd probably have to be lester that would make sense i could see his i mean he is such an icon or had such an iconic voice like i mean i even not being a big rob zombie person like i know said hey he's an everything oh, yeah. you know yeah so it's Okay. Good question. Wow. Thanks. Listeners, that question goes to you too. Yeah, for sure. Let us know what you think. Um and we will let you know where and how to do that at the end of the episode if you're still yeah. here. Yeah. Um so Cassandra Peterson, best known as the horror hostess character Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, played Barbara Carr, the number one real estate agent in all of Mockingbird Heights. I did not recognize her at all. Right. I mean, I don't really know what she looks like outside of, you know, all the makeup and, you know, the costume, so. Yeah. But um cool. so she said in uh she said in uh in March 20 uh March of 2022 talking to Variety that the character was so so different from what I normally do. I'm playing a super straight character. Um actress D Wallace was cast as the good uh, the voice of Good Morning Transylvania. And D. Wallace has appeared in several Rob Zombie movies, including Halloween, The Haunted World of El Superbisto, and The Lords of Salem, and Three from Hell. Um, Following speculation about the original Munster's cast members, Rob Zombie revealed that Pat Priest, who played Marilyn Munster from 64 to 66, had joined the cast of his movie. Uh, another Munster's original actor, Butch Patrick, who played Eddie Munster from... You know, same time was revealed to be playing the Tin Can Man, a robot built by Eddie on the series. Um, speaking about the casting news, Zombie said, "I am thrilled to have another original monster in my film. Get ready for some robot fun." Several characters were announced to appear in the movie, but no casting information was given, including Uncle Gilbert. You there? Mm-hmm. You looked like you're zoned out. I, we're talking about Uncle Gilbert right now. I know. Okay. I don't well, know that's who that your... is. Huh? I don't know who that is. <laughs> Fucking Gilman, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Put I your phone you. down, Justin. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured of all things that that would be the one thing that would have got you hyped. That, like, that watching... was pretty cool because I know that he has a, an affinity for Creature from the Black Lagoon. I know, I'm pretty sure he has like the original poster and like a mm-hmm. whole bunch of stuff in his house. Yeah. 
So, yeah, is that like, from the show? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. But I do. I did like that. You know, he had they had the the creature poster on one side, and then they had the Revenge of the Creature on the other side, and mm-hmm. they're sitting there eating popcorn, and I'm like, ah. Oh. If anything, if, if if Justin likes anything in this movie, this should be the scene, even though it's weird, like the the weird, you know, um, Gil hands. Um, this includes Uncle Gilbert, who appeared in the original episode. Oh, Love Comes to Mockingbird Heights, and was oh. played. So yeah, he wasn't um, nice. played by actor Richard Hale. I know this that, also man. includes the character of Zombo, originally featured in the second season. Count Orlock also returned. And Zombie's Instagram post at the time hinted that Orlock was a former Beau of Lilies before she met Herman. I thought he looked, I thought Richard Brake looked great as Count Orlock because I was like, yeah. dude, this is fucking Nosferatu, mm-hmm. dead ringer. I found the character irritating, but he looked fantastic. And I also love, yeah, that was dumb. But I, <laughs> yeah. I did like the headline that showed up later that said that he was eaten by his rats. That was Oh, funny. no, I missed that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. When Herman, I think it's when they're in Vegas or Paris or whatever. Okay. Maybe I don't remember. Uh, but maybe I did Herman's see reading a newspaper time. and like on the front page, it talks about the fact that he was eaten by his rats. Oh, shit. Okay. Makes sense. <laughs> That's great. Um, Rob Zombie revealed that longtime collaborator Zeus would be composing the music for the Munsters. Zeus had previously recorded or scored the music for Zombies 3 from Hell and 31. I clicked on his name in Wikipedia to see what all, and that guy has produced so much shit. Hmm. Not just Zombies movies, but a lot of um, metal um, albums and stuff. Hmm. Um, And obviously Zombies albums. Um, in July 2022, two original songs for the Monsters were released. It's Zombo and The House of Zombo featured feature performances by Rob Zombie, Jeff Daniel Phillips, and Sherry Moon Zombie. The two tracks were made available on streaming platform and a limited edition 12-inch single from Waxwork Records. Cool. On uh, September 23rd of 2022, the full soundtrack was released on streaming platforms. Disc 1 featured original songs from the film. The uh, the previously recorded It's Zombo and I Got You, Babe, featuring the vocals by Jeff Daniel Phillips and Sherry Moon Zombie. Disc 2 features the original score by Zeus, and it was released on a double vinyl LP. And there are 56 tracks with a runtime of an hour and 15 minutes fuck man i'm gonna have to try like if if that's all like scoring and like because the music was great like the creep yeah. like a lot of the creepy stuff like that if it's mm-hmm. i mean that's they're probably like fucking a minute long each was, like, well yeah for 56 tracks yeah. and an hour change yeah that's just about about a minute, a minute one <laughs> Um, uh, so the first trailer was released july 13th re- revealing elements of the plot while also indicating the film's scheduled release month it was met with negative with mixed to negative reception i remember i don't think i watched the trailer because i and i haven't been watching trailers if i can avoid it um like with hell um hellraiser that comes mm-hmm. out next uh, next week I haven't yeah. watched the trailer for it yeah i'm either. really trying to avoid it but i've heard it looks really good yeah i've heard that too and uh, we may re- even be covering it soon. So. Yeah, maybe. Um, or we already said we would last week. And yeah. There, there <laughs> well, we, we haven't announced what the schedule would be, but I mean, yeah. 
we we did get we did kind of give away the lead on it. Some sizzle. Um, <laughs> uh, July 18th, Zombie announced the Munsters would be releasing on Netflix in the fall around the same time as Netflix Wednesday, an update of the Adams family. Um, a date of September 27th was given in late August for the premiere. Um, when does Wednesday come out? I think it's sometime in November. November 23rd. So just under a month. I'm looking forward to that too. Because mm-hmm. uh, Jenna Ortega, who's playing Wednesday, was um, from the last Scream movie. Oh. Yeah, she was. Um, I think the like the. I think she was the sister that was in that got stabbed in the very beginning. She was on the phone in you know the Casey oh. role. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I like critic- her. Huh? Yeah, I, I think she'll do fine. Critical reception. Now, I don't normally go into a, in depth on these ones um, as of late, but I feel like this will be fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure. So. Glowing reviews from Rotten all of the Tomatoes top gave a 41% based on 34 critics. Um, 41% of the, the critics were positive, with an average rating of 4.3 out of 10. Metacritic gave it a weighted score of a 57 out of 100 based on nine critics on uh, mixed or average reviews. Uh, Lee Munson of the AV Club gave the film a B minus writing as a movie. It do, it's nothing but loose ends, a lukewarm stew of concepts that haven't been stirred enough to combine in the cauldron. But as a faux television pilot, the, air, the actors, the sketches, the sight gags and the puns mesh together endearingly. I actually agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, that's pretty much what we've been saying the whole episode. The whole I'm surprised he only that he gave it as high as a B minus in yeah. saying that. I would go see it best. But yeah, that, that's C. Yeah, that's fair. Matt Donato of IGN gave the film a six out of ten, calling it a wholesome labor of love. That's probably for the most diehard sitcom fans because for better or worse, Rob Zombie makes the Monsters reboot. He wants to see. Mm-hmm. Owen uh, Gleiberman wrote The Munsters, The Family of Ghouls, 60s sitcom that Zombie is adapting, was such a ticky tacky piece of gothic bat house uh, surrealism that the movie, broad and slovenly as it is, works more than it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Sne- uh, last one Steve Schneider of Orlando Weekly gave the film a one out of five rating. <laughs> Zombie has zero ability to structure a story. While his flick feels nearly interminable at 110 minutes, entire sections of plot seem to be missing or at least glossed over, and he doesn't know how to tell a joke, which is not the only person I've seen write that. Uh, William Bibiani of The Rap also gave a negative review, saying, it's the kind of film you'd expect to see on the television set in the background of another Rob Zombie film. The, the appeal is understandable, but it doesn't make for much of a movie. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, let's see if there's any uh fun facts. Which there should be. Um <laughs> let's see, Sue. So, trivia. Woot woot. Don't prompt me. This is Rob Zombie's first film to not be rated R. No kidding. The teaser trailer is a shot-by-shot remake of the Munsters title sequence, which is basically the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, 
where it talks about Pat Priest. Uh, Daniel Roebuck is a longtime fan of the Munsters and owns a Herman Munster doll that was signed by Fred Gwynn when they worked together on the film Disorganized Crime in 1989. That's cool. He also met Al Lewis through a friend. Hmm. Um, so this is, an, uh, this is a well-known fact. Um, Rob Zombie and Sherry Moon Zombie are huge fans of the show. Zombie recorded a commentary for the Blu-ray release of Munster Go Home, 1966, and named one of his songs after Grandpa Munster's race car, Dragula, which is one of his biggest songs, right. which is actually the, the car that they're in in the music video is, is the car. Nice. Oh, here they do have it. While Herman Munster yells, Car 54, where are you? It is a callback to Fred Gwynn's original Herman Munster TV show of the same name. Uh, the first ever Munsters movie or show not to feature Eddie Munster. The character Bella is a nod to Bella Lugosi, who played a gypsy named Bella in The Wolfman in 1941. Um, Daniel Roebuck oh, was in Lost. He starred in Lost with um, Jorge Garcia. I don't know if it's George, but it's spelled like, like that. Uh, so I'm pretty sure it's Jorge. Um, there are several references. There are several references. Rob Zombie, uh, the opening characters, the nightclub, and all, and as they arrive to Mockingbird Lane. I don't know what that means. Um, the French, <laughs> the French version of Woody Woodpecker is called Pantry uh, Pantry Panic in 1941. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's that's all that they have in there. I mean, the Very movie nice. just did just come out, so hopefully some more fun facts pop out. But let's oh, there's only uh, two goofs, so I'll read those. Okay. Um, anachronisms in Paris for their honeymoon. The newspaper held by Lily reads Lundy thirty day Juliet nineteen sixty two, which is Monday thirtieth of July. 1962. Yet while on the date before marrying, Lily and Herman sang I Got You, Babe by Sonny and Cher, which would not release until July of 1965. Uh, which is the same thing that they did when they're like, oh, when um, when uh, Eddie played uh, Master of Puppets in Stranger Things. They're like, that song came out three months earlier. There's no way without the internet he could learn how to play that song, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, just let it live. <laughs> right. It works well, I mean, for that's, the movie. That's the kind of, you know, we just did uh, Captain Marvel for We Are Marvel. And oh. just the the amount Already. of, yeah, we're getting to the end of Phase 3 very quickly. E. Yeah. Um, but the amount of stuff where it's like, did that song come out in a time when she would have been on Earth to have actually heard it? And then... Mm-hmm. Like there was a thing about you know she's playing Street Fighter Two or whatever in the bar, yeah. <laughs> but that wasn't actually out when she was you know on Earth because it was been eighties. It was mm-hmm. just like just shut up. It's a nineties fun there. throwback. Just leave it Who alone. Who gives a shit? <laughs> um, at the wedding, when his head catches fire, the Tin Man says, "Call nine one one." In Transylvania, the number for emergency services is one one two. And so, I mean, that's that's all the fun stuff that we have for the Munsters. Um, I mean, we talked about the movie. I mean, were there any things about the movie that you liked um, that we didn't really cover? 
I actually I covered I covered it all on mine. Okay. Yeah, I mean, not really. I think it's just. I think it's worth a watch. Like I said, it's not something I'm going to watch again, mm-hmm. possibly ever. When I first finished it, I was like, I could see, like, if I saw this on TV just playing, I would watch it until I went, I remember that part, and then I would change the channel. Like, if you're a fan of the show, <laughs> give mm-hmm. it a, give it a try. I think you liked it a lot more than I did because you could mm-hmm. make those kind of connections. But as someone going in fresh, it's just, it's okay. Like, it's a decent way to spend a couple hours if yep. you got nothing else to watch but yep but i mean it's october there's plenty to watch yeah. right now and i mean coming. give it a watch i mean it it's a real good movie to start the vibe yeah. i mean it it i would love to be able to decorate my house like that for halloween That'd i just cool. i don't have the time or the money <laughs> sure sure um, i mean it, it made for a fun night i'm trying to look at my because uh, like i said i've been watching a bunch of horror this week the one thing i did like about this or the one thing i did um so richard brake as nosferatu or as count orlock mm-hmm. how much he looked like nomak from blade 2 i know we yeah. talked about the similarities mm-hmm. but in this one i mean i don't think the fangs in the front were as long but the right. way that his face looked in that kind of white marbly skin i was like yeah. that looks a lot like blade 2 which we have talked about recently as well we need to do blade yeah, Blade 2 is such a good movie. I need to watch that again. Yeah, Blade 2 uh, is great. Yeah, so I watched a, a documentary on Pluto because I just discovered that and I've been deep diving. They had It's called Monster Madness, the Golden Age of Horror. Ooh. It's, it's pretty fun. Aside from all the commercial breaks because it's on Pluto, it was a really interesting documentary. So I watched that, then I watched The Monsters, and then I watched The Invisible Man for the first time. Right. And I And loved I just it. watched The Mummy for the, for the first time. I think you yeah. had the better end of the deal of that. Yeah. Invisible Man is great. I all the, I, all I have left is The Mummy, which I started and was very bored, so I stopped watching. But <laughs> it made for a fun night. You know, I, I've been doing, like, theme nights this week, and that was my monster night. And mm-hmm. it was fun, you know. It just, But it's of the three things I watched that night, like, the one I'm going to watch again is Invisible Man. Yeah. Like, so. I, 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 like I said, I watched The Mummy recently. Um, I, wa- I watched this twice. I watched The Monsters twice now. Mm-hmm. And that's because I watched it when it came out, and then I watched it again this morning for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, if I knew I wasn't going to take notes for the show, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have watched it again. I just let's just record. But yeah. I actually, I actually did not mind how this episode played out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what are you guys watching? I mean, it's October first as a recording. This episode drops on Monday, I believe, which is the third. Um, what are your plans for Halloween? What do yeah. you guys like? Do you guys do what Justin does? Do you do theme nights? Do you just watch whatever's on? Like, what what's your um, your October rituals, yeah. if you will? Ours is we cover an episode a, uh, a week. Yeah. And I don't think I mean there's so there's five Mondays in the month of October. Right. I believe we're doing an episode for four of them. Mm-hmm. Unless some something miraculous happens where we're like, hey, there's an off week. Brandon bought Nope. Let's cover it early. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We um, so this week we talked to Monsters. Mm-hmm. Obviously dropped last Friday. Coming yes. out this next Friday, Justin, is going to be the topic of our next episode. Let them know what that is. I will, Brandon. I will. We've already kind of teased it. Super excited for it. 
uh, I recently became a fan of this franchise because after several years of beating me down, he got me to watch it. Mm -hmm. uh, the Hellraiser reboot is hitting yeah. Hulu on Friday I can't the 7th. fucking wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting stoked. It's, it's going to be a big day for all, all of us. Yeah. Because uh, well, Marvel is, has is... some exciting stuff coming out that day, too. Oh, shit. That's right. Also might involve you. So may or may not. <laughs> I don't know when are we gonna when when uh, when are proposed announcements, if any. Yeah. Totally uh, when you tell me if you're actually gonna be on the show or not. <laughs> we didn't uh, say it was you on uh, We Are Marvel. Oh well. We just said we might have a surprise guest. So. Cats out of the bag. I mean, if you listen to both shows, then there you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so what are we? We're doing two episodes. Yeah. Next week. I mean, next I do week. two episodes every week, so it's just whatever you for do. me. For but now. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> um, but yeah. So we got Werewolf by Night coming to Disney Plus, which is mm -hmm. Marvel's first horror thing. Super excited. Yep. Which makes all the sense in the world about doing a collaboration with yeah. the buddies. Mm -hmm. And so, so, yeah. If you want to hear more of Brandon, hopefully uh, the it'd be the let's see, seven, eight, nine. So the tenth is when that would be out. Mm -hmm. So on the tenth, you'll get our Hellraiser review on Hulu. Mm -hmm. Or from Hulu, and then uh, also in We Are Marvel, you get Brandon. Hopefully, if time allows, talking Werewolf by Night. Yeah, I know, and that so not oh yeah, that's that's what I was. That's the one thing I was wondering. I, was, I get that makes sense. I was like, how are we doing this? Are we going to drop the episode on both? Ep like, are we going to drop the episode for both, or is it? Or are we just doing? We'll find out more about that later. <laughs> yeah, we can discuss. I, I don't mind. Posting two episodes might, through Pod and Door it. the same day. Yeah, yep. You just might get the Three Musketeers on both uh, platforms. Who knows? We'll see. We'll talk yeah. about it. I totally forgot. Thanks for reminding me. So I mean, I already said I was in. <laughs> I, we've been trying to figure out a fucking way to do a collaboration for a minute. We're like, let's do, let's do fucking Blade. Let's do. And that Evil might Dead. be coming uh, sometime next year. We'll see. Who knows? Um, sizzle for my other show. Oh, shit. God, this is an episode full of sizzles. <laughs> right. um, since we're sizzling, we're going to throw it out here um, to let everybody know. Justin and I have, have been doing a little bit of a discussion about the future of our show also. And we're going to finish out the rest of this year. We're going to do everything as normal, everything that we have planned. Uh, and unless something drastically changes between now and the end of the year, you know, um, it requires a lot of effort on both of our parts to make this show. And we have listeners, um, but we're feeling as if it's a, a tad bit on the stagnant side. So we're, we, um, will most likely be taking, um, a, a hiatus, be it mm -hmm. indefinite. No, nobody knows. Uh, but we will finish out the year. So if you have suggestions of an episode you want to get snuck in before we potentially yeah. end the show, I know let we had that know. reviewer that wanted a, another shark uh, episode. We so do. We, we, we can did. sneak that in by the end of the year. Yeah, we'll get we'll get that one in there. Um, and yeah, um, this is kind of like a speak now or forever hold your peace. Potentially, yeah. um, it's not like a ploy to drum up <laughs> like, no. uh, i mean like, if we see a huge uptick and a bunch of support then we can rethink our decision but at this point it just seems the best course of action for us right now is to at least take a break and for kind a of while see what we can do to elevate 
and take it to new heights potentially. We'll see. But anyway, um, we have plenty of time to not dwell on that. So we're just giving you a heads up. If, uh, like we said, if you, you got, you got time to let us know <laughs> to be yeah. like, please don't. Um, anyways, yeah, that was, uh, us, uh, rambling on about the monsters and all sorts of other fun shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to get out of here. We will see you next week. Hopefully as excited about Hellraiser as we are right now. Yes. Um, I refuse <laughs> to watch a trailer. Yeah. yeah I'm I refuse not. To With watch it a trailer. week away, I'm not going to watch a trailer. Yeah, I, I, I've heard nothing. Like the trailer I heard is just amazing. Um, uh-huh. I have seen pictures of what the Cenobites look like. Um, that's nice. about as far as I want to go with that. Um, I'm trying to go in as blind as possible. I would, uh-huh. I, yeah, I, ooh, I can't wait. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we'll tease the rest of the episodes for the rest of the month as we get to them. But, mm-hmm. yeah, all the big stuff coming out this month, I'm sure you can imagine. Anyway, until then, next week with Hellraiser, we've been your hosts. My name is Brandon. My name is Justin. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.